I know you've been stressed out and this is a in and under does meditation so I just want you to uh, just sit back in your seat mate find a comfortable place to sit this is good guided meditation keep going guided I'm gonna put my meditation instructor voice on okay you ready I just want you to put your feet flat on the ground and try to straighten your posture gently close your eyes let your shoulders drop down and away from your ears pay attention to your breathing just allow yourself to continue to breathe naturally now rest your hands gently on your belly with the fingertips of each hand lightly touching in the middle am i meant to be getting aroused by this because (laughs) (laughs) wait (laughs) you you ruined it for the viewers mate Breathe in smoothly through your nose and exhale slowly through your mouth. Continue to take slow, smooth breaths. When you breathe in, notice your belly push your hands gently apart as you fill your lower lungs with air. <laughs> I feel like you're not taking this seriously, mate. I I'm trying to de-stress. I can't listen to you say belly anymore. <laughs> Anyway, oh, welcome to Win and Under, thanks, episode mate. eight. Calm and stressed. I'm trying to relieve that, but let's get into NBA. Thanks, mate. Nah, just yeah, little little precursor for everyone. I've I'm having a, uh, it's the end of my uni studies, and I've been very stressed and very tired. So Alex is gonna take the lead mostly on on today's one, and that was a brilliant way to start, mate. Thanks. I feel I feel refreshed and and like I said, slightly <laughs> aroused. Let's let's get into NBA. <laughs> That was my full intention. Hit that sting. Right, get us going. We are we are well, well, well into the in-season tournament by now. And if you haven't been listening, then you should start listening, start watching because it is. It's been good viewing, hasn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. I haven't had a chance to watch much the last week, but yeah, it's great. <laughs> clearly, clearly great viewing then. So uh, yeah, to anyone else who's not had a chance to watch, this week's the week to tune in because we're well into the knockout stage now. Are We've... we well into the lock- knockout stage or is it just starting? Well, it's starting tomorrow, <laughs> so I'd say that's well into it, would you not? No, I'd say it's beginning. (laughs) Well, the knockout stage, which we're well into, is beginning tomorrow. (laughs) Australian time. Um, And we've got Celtics Pacers tomorrow. This is Australian time. We're not getting into time zones again. We've got Pels Kings. And then on the Wednesday, we've got Knicks Bucks and Suns Lakers. So can you can you break it down for us who who qualified from each group and the wild cards? I can. Uh, so it's obviously the teams I just mentioned: <laughs> Celtics, Pacers, Knicks, Bucks were from the the East, and Pels, Kings, Suns, Lakers were from the West. Mm-hmm. And the wild cards. Let me just uh, you have to just <laughs> ed- edit this radio silence out. I'm pretty sure the wild card from the East was Knicks. Oh, fuck. So Nets didn't even make it. No. No, they're gone. Um, so, yeah, sorry if you've just realised that. Yeah, East wildcard Knicks, 
which they finished with three and one record, which a bunch of teams did, including the Nets. But their points differential was plus 42, so they were by far the most points differential. And Phoenix was the wild card in the West. Yeah, they right. finished three and one as well, and their points differential was 34. So, so. do they, they play each other, those two teams, the wild cards? Well, no, I just read out the games. And oh, did, the you games. Read them? did you the read games. them all out? No, it stays west and east for now. That's all the games left. Um, so you've got the semi-finals, which is, again, tomorrow and Wednesday. Celtics Pacers in the east, along with Knicks Bucks. Oh, okay. And then you've got Pals Kings um, and Suns Lakers. Right. And then, so those games That's are it. still, like, regular season games, essentially. Like, they're played at the... The team that finished with the better record is played at their home court. Yeah. But the next round is in Vegas. So it's like, it's knockout. Obviously, if you win here this one game, you go through. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and then the finals will be played in Vegas. So, so yeah. Al, how did they determine who plays the wild card? Is it just the best record of the conference plays the wild card team? Yeah, I think it was the team with the best record because um, Lakers were 4 and 0. And yeah, they had okay. a good differential. So I'm guessing they're like number one seed. Yes. And so they're they play playing Suns, who are technically like the lowest seed yeah, from okay. the West. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. But yeah, any more questions, mate? No, you pretty much. Uh, yeah, no, you gave all the information I needed. I just wanted to, um, yeah, go on as well with what you were saying. These games, as well as knockout um, for the in season tournament, still contribute to the regular season record right yeah yeah every game's going to contribute to the regular season record which is cool um and i think what's nice about this is obviously in final series in the nba you generally have a seven game series where it's best of seven um first team to sort of get to four games wins um but yeah in this case it's straight knockout one game um, so which you don't ever really see, do you? So uh, yeah. other than the, I mean, even the playing, um, what's the the is it? Yeah, the playing tournament is that what's at the end of the season? For yeah, 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 to determine who goes into the playoffs. Yeah, so it's kind of like that, but on steroids because it's yeah, like um, and at neutral venues, which is Vegas. Do you think the atmosphere in Vegas will be any good? Um, Obviously, they don't have a team in the NBA. yeah. I don't know. That's that is strange. Um, and it's not like it's a central point in America either, really, hey? So no, I don't... I guess it's just like a party town, isn't it? So yeah. they're getting people to fly in for the weekend and watch teams. and True. Um, all the high rollers will be there. It's cool, though. I like all of it. Like I like all this about it, where it's like neutral location that's different, don't have an NBA team. Um yeah, there's a lot to like about this this tournament structure so far. So yeah, it's pretty cool for sure. It's and I'm excited to see how the the knockout um, stage goes. And just wanted to ask you a question. I am a big fan, but do you think so far the in season tournament has been a success? Yeah, I think so. Like I said last week, I wasn't a massive fan coming into it. But I'm definitely one over now. I love that it's got different courts. Like you tune in, you know exactly that something's different and unique about it. It's got these knockout rounds. I love that it counts the regular season. I'd say so far a resounding success from from my standpoint. So yeah, and yeah. you you obviously agree because you were big on it before. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. And like I said before, I'm just excited now to see how it goes in these knockout stages. I think it's going to add, you know, more excitement to it for sure. One thing though, I do have a bit of a criticism. I do think that they need to change the name of it. Don't From you the in-season tournament. Yeah, like I don't know. It just it's just cluttery, and it it doesn't really, for me in my mind when I hear it, it doesn't give much separation to the actual league. Like. Yeah, it doesn't register in my head that it's a separate comp. Like, well, well, all right, Commissioner Carmen, what are you changing it to? Oh, now you've put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> Would you call it after like a name, like a name of a player that's a legend? Maybe oh, you'd give it like yeah, maybe or give it like a a nickname like like the Swish Comp or I don't know or like. The alley oop tournament, oh, something I don't like know. getting a bit gimmicky. Yeah, it is a bit gimmicky, but I just think it needs something to really separate it. Because, like, especially when you say in season tournament, and before you said the playing tournament that happens yeah. post season as well, like it's just gets a bit confusing. So I feel like they can they can make a bigger uh, a better name. Call it the Adam Silver Cup. <laughs> yes, yeah, sweet. Immortalize him in this yeah. this cup. Yeah, absolutely. And well, just have the that, have man. the trophy just be a like big fucking statue big of his bald, bald head. head. Yeah, <laughs> with the basketball lines on it. <laughs> you know, he kind of looks like the, the, he uh, looks he looks like a basketball. He's the perfect commissioner for a basketball. <laughs> no, he looks like a dead person. Um, <laughs> no, but he actually looks a bit like you mentioned Ratchet and Clank the other week. He kind of looks like you know the blue guy in that the bad the villain. Oh, Dr. Nefarious. Yeah, he kind of looks like that. <laughs> like a, a human version. Yeah, apart from he's <laughs> white and not blue. He should be silver, though, should he? <laughs> the script writers <laughs> messed that up. When you said your favourite Marvel character, you meant Adam Silver, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Adam Silver Surfer. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, we're getting carried away here. Let's Let's move on. What's the next item on the agenda, mate? Well, just going back to the, the in-season tournament, which is now named the Silver Cup, is um, it will be decided before our next step because it will be these knockout games on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then on Thursday, which will be, I think, Friday our time, is the semi-finals, and then the final is on Sunday our time. So oh, Saturday, wow. So it's in it's in quick succession like that. I didn't, I didn't know that. Bang, 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 mate. Wow. Yeah, Big week, all then. systems go, so, yeah. We uh we won't know who's won it. The suspense is killing me before our next step. Who's your pick then? Well, tell me, tell me your your finalists. So your pardon me. So your contenders. Who who wins in the West and who wins in the East to get to the final? Celtics will win it against Suns in the final. Suns, big call. Yeah, and you? I'm gonna go Lakers. Lakers to win it. Yeah, that that would be the scriptwriter's dream. LeBron. Gets introduced a new trophy and he wins it first season. That yeah. Would be, yeah. No, I think I think Lakers against um against Celtics. Yeah. Hmm. Dark Horse Pels. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I've I've not been, I've not been hot on Pels all year, but they've they're proving me wrong here and there. I just think a bit too inconsistent. But I mean, fair shout. I think Knicks can be a, a fair dark horse too. On yeah. their game, they can beat anyone, but it's just when do they perform? You know, that's the, that's the question. That is the question, mate. Um, but yeah, that's the in-season tournament, and we will see you on Monday to recap the winner and loser. 
Um, but on to other things, NBA. I saw, and this is kind of still related to the in-season tournament, so Boston were playing Chicago the other week. It must have been last week in the, the final round of that on the Tuesday, I believe it was. Um, and Joe Mazzula, the head coach of the Boston Celtics, was seen talking to Billy Donovan, the Chicago Bulls coach, on the sideline because basically the Celtics still had all their players out there, mm-hmm. like their starters. And they were, I think the point difference was like plus 20 at least, um, possibly plus 30 Celtics yeah. were up. And they were still trying to score and they were like hacking some... I think they were hacking Andre Drummond to get him to the free throw line to, to like just... Mm. Like as if it was a finals game and they needed like to get the ball back to score more points to get you know like to keep just the game going yeah um, but they were like 30 points out which you just don't see in the NBA so Missoula was sort of like explaining it to him he's like we have to get a better points differential like this matters and I love that that like this um, I don't know it's kind of like an unwritten rule was broken because of this new structure that the end season tournament um, <laughs> you like the mercy rule <laughs> Yeah, you're just like, that's sick. And I don't know, because some players were getting upset. DeRozan was like, it's it's not right. It shouldn't be happening. But it's sport, man. I hate it when they just dribble the ball out at the end of a game. Like, yeah, I've, I've, always found, that. I've always found that an interesting concept in basketball. For those of you who don't watch much basketball, if your team, if a team gets up, what would you say, like beyond 15 points? And if there's two to three minutes to go a team will essentially bring their complete bench team on to play the rest of the game because yeah it's essentially impossible for the other team to win at that point um uh so yeah and i understand it's a good way to get minutes into your second unit but it's like there's no other game in the world i don't think where teams do that where it's like a mercy rule it's like we've won we're not gonna try and beat you anymore we're just gonna get minutes into our rotation players yeah, I, I don't see, I don't mind that too much because that's like kind of saving players from potential injury because it's happened a lot. I think Derek Rose did his ACL, didn't he, with um, in the dying moments of a game that was already settled. Um, mm. So like, I don't mind it from the, like, what do you say, preserving players um, yeah. standpoint. But the, the not scoring, I don't get. Like, just try and score, play the game to the end. I don't really get it, but yeah. Yeah, no, Maybe I that's because we didn't grow up playing basketball. We're not sure of that, but um, yeah. And then aside from that, moving on, I mentioned the Bulls before with Billy Donovan, the head coach. DeRozan, Levine, is it time for the Bulls to make some trades? Like, is is their window closed? Um, I think it was an experiment that looked quite good at times, but I think overall has not been a success. Yeah. Um, so I think it's time for the Bulls to make some trades. So... Yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah, I agree. I am. Um, I've been very disappointed with the Bulls. They're they're a team that I really thought were going to grow in the last couple of years, and especially this year, I thought I gave the excuse that last year, you know, they just didn't have enough time to get the pieces to gel, and that this year, you know, that they would. Um, but it just hasn't happened yet, and yeah, I do think it's time to start moving those pieces out and have a mini rebuild again because. I think with those players you have, especially DeRozan and Vucevic aging, yeah, you can bring in some real quality young players with them, and I think that's what they need to do. Levine, surely the most valuable on that list. 
he is because uh, he's still relatively young. Um, he's younger than the other two, isn't he? Yeah, like, just <sighs> if you let him go, then you're conceding completely. Like you're going, all right, we're having a full rebuild. So it might be hard for them to let him go. Uh, didn't he so- just sign a max extension? I don't know. Um, I'm a terrible journalist for this stuff, considering we do a podcast. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm guessing he probably did just sign an extension. But I mean, that kind of means nothing anyway. It just means he'll get paid wherever he goes. Yeah, um, true. The money's on. So, um, but yeah, Look, it, I think it's weird. It'll be weird seeing Levine in a different uniform. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think Bulls will will try their best not to get rid of him. But um, yeah. I think every team would be fucking keen to have him on their roster. So, yeah, yeah. If, if Bulls look like they're going to move on players, watch watch uh, the big hype around getting Zach Levine because he's a franchise player. So any any yeah. team that accrues him uh, are better for it. Yeah, no, fair. I, I think, where do you think he would fit in best? Like, if you had to pick him to go to one team, regardless of salary cap, like, where would he be the best fit? Like, like a contender now? Uh, not even just a, a good fit for their team like someone that would obviously improve uh, you could argue I, he'd improve any list but like someone that you go yeah they're missing a Levine like a player of that caliber I think a smart decision for him would be to go to like a magic magic like a, an up and coming wow. team who look like they're going to be solid for years to come and I mean they've got they've got a lot of players that can score but they've only got one real recognized scorer at the moment uh, magic with France and I know yeah. I know I know Banch is putting up big numbers but he's a very versatile player so I think they can definitely utilize like a real star shooting guard because they have like Suggs that plays there sometimes and and um, Gary Harris when he's not injured but they're not stars in that yeah. role yeah so if you put a star like Levine in that shooting guard role I think that just takes them to the next level. I feel like that would be a smart move, but not one like it's not a romantic move. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't think anyone's desire is to play for the Magic. Like everyone oh. always wants to go to a Celtics or Lakers or one of these sort of historically quality teams. It's kind of like the AFL when teams like, oh, I want to go to Carlton or Collingwood. Yeah, yeah like, no, true, true. You're right, but man, if you were ever going to go to Orlando, now would be the time. Yeah, they're about to have, like, I don't know if you could call it a dynasty, but I think they're about to come into a real purple patch with their list. So Absolutely. that would be a, a clever decision. I think I, I could see him at Raptors. I could see him doing a job there um, and filling yeah. a, a hole in their team, which they don't have loads of perimeter shooting. OG can probably play small forward. Barnes could even play point guard uh, if they have to. Schroeder can come off the bench. Like, I think that would be all round quite a nice team decision for them whether they've yeah. got the pieces to get him i don't know i'd just hate to see him go somewhere that you know to a team that aren't gonna push for like a late playoff run it'd, it'd yeah. almost be a waste like because he's he's wasted at the balls now really yeah what about philly could yeah, you see I mean, him there next yeah, to maxi yeah i could definitely see him there um, him, yeah, him and Maxi would be elite together with Embiid. So, yeah, that I reckon that would be a great fit too. Um, yeah. And again, yeah. we we have no concept of salary caps and stuff like that. Like these may not even be plausible destinations, <laughs> yeah. but 
it's just in our head we're playing nba 2k so um, every time we speak it's in an ideal world yeah and it's usually from a place where there is very few brain cells um <laughs> but that's just between the carbon. both of us <laughs> <laughs> just speaking on behalf of carmen <laughs> good stuff mate uh on that carry us into the next part anyway we've got um shout out to kd kevin durant the uh, easy money sniper, as they call him, he <laughs> moved. He moved to number ten on the all-time scoring list in the Fuck NBA, it. which it kind of feels like he should be higher. Um, yeah, but I know he missed a whole year with his Achilles, and he has had injury troubles throughout his career. But he moved ahead of Moses Malone, who's now out of the top ten. So yeah, honourable mention for him. Uh, Carmelo is number nine on that list, so he's who. Durant will have in his sights for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Durant currently on 27,410 points, which is just an average Saturday afternoon when I go shoot around for me. Um, <laughs> but Carmelo's got 28,289, so he's still... You know my maths is bad, so I ain't going to try and math it. <laughs> but that's about... It's 800-ish points, um, I want to say. <laughs> Unless it's not, shout out me if it's not... Um, but yeah, do you think he'll hit that this year? Is that possible mathematically? You're the math- mathematician. Yeah, well, how many how many games have they played? Almost 20. He's and, averaging uh, like 30 points a game at the minute. So they've played 20 games. You play 80 in a season. Is that what we worked out? 82? Yeah, so 30 times 60 if he yeah. hit Well, that yeah, if he plays if he plays most games, then yeah, he'll get it. What what is that 30 times 60? Three times six is twelve, eighteen. Is it eighteen hundred? Yeah. Quality. So yeah, he'd he'd piss it in, mate. He's coming for number eight. I don't even know that is. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to him. And also, finally, before we move on to other things, shout out the Mavericks who got a new franchise record. They did a thirty to zero run against the OKC Thunder. Can you explain explain to us what a thirty and zero run is? They scored 30 points against the Thunder, and the Thunder scored zero in that time. Yeah. And it, and uh, Thunder were up qu- quite dramatically. So I think Mavs ended up getting at least six points ahead, I think, or five points ahead. And uh, obviously, they went on to win, right? <laughs> uh, do, you, do you want to tell us or what really uh, happened? No, no, they did not go on they to win. Not. They fucking spurs it right up and bottled it um so good on them and stood in for coach for the last fucking six or seven minutes <laughs> but no that was it was quite weird to see because yeah okc were flying and all of a sudden didn't hit a point and yeah so it was flying. like it was like 10 minute mark of the last quarter hey until like the the, the third minute mark mavs yeah like you said hit 30 points in a row without being scored on and then that Whoa. those last those last three minutes the tables turned they didn't hit a <laughs> yeah. point and and okc went nah we got you back mate we it's just pretty fucking... cruel isn't it okay so just fucking with them like they were like <laughs> we don't want to bring the bench players on we'll just let them get back into it get the fucking crowd up on their feet and then we'll just piss on their fireworks <laughs> it, again it is so cruel like i wish they came out and said like yeah we did that on purpose because that would be the biggest piss take in the world <laughs> <laughs> but brilliant yeah good on the mavs for doing that and still losing so yeah very nice nah, um, good stuff good stuff 
on to next week then where we'll recap the uh, in-season tournament and the winners of that. We'll see you next time. Cheers. Uh, we're not going anywhere though. No, we're not. We're just that was just yeah, like into the next segment. Obviously, hit that sting. Do we have a sting? All right. So the next segment is creation word of the week. Oh, oh, the segment everyone keeps asking us to get rid it's, of, but no, we just can't. We can't. It's too educational. <laughs> It is too educational, and um, what a word we have for you this week, Alex. Yeah, you do. I know that you will have thought of a good one, even with your stress levels high. Yeah, I did not have time to think of one myself, so old P. did has chipped in another one. we got to start giving him royalties for this we show. We do, we do. Oh, we don't make any royalties. I actually show. told him to come on the episode today, and unfortunately, he is out. And he wanted to let everyone know he's not playing pokies today. Pokies? <laughs> yeah, Sorry. Nah. He's, he's not at the pokies today. He's <laughs> going to see one of his daughters, which is which is very nice and wholesome. But that um, nice. How many daughters does P. Dida have? P. Dida's got... family knowledge. P. Dida's got four daughters. So you have three aunties and one uh, mother. I've got one mother and three aunties, correct. That is quick math. Good quick math, mate. Move getting on, mate. better. Move on. Getting better. So I told him to stay away from birds this week if he could. <laughs> he found it pretty hard and he was pretty yeah, he upset would. because he had a few in mind already. <laughs> um, but he came up came up with this one um, pretty quickly and uh, it's a good one. It's a it's one that's relative to you. So um, okay, we'll get we'll get you stuck being in. me or the audience. Are you being you, Alex Mason? Zander, um, Zander, sorry, mate. Fuck me. Um, all right, so the word this week is <laughs> I'm not gonna try and say that one. Tverdoglav, tverdoglav. But it's one word. It's one word. Tverdoglav. 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 But you gotta say tver. Sorry, I fucked that up. Tver. Oh, I can't do that. Tverdo glove. Tver- oh, you have it. Um, Tverdo glove. glove. <laughs> to wear the glove, eh? Um, glove. As always, mate, you know what I'm going to ask? Just stick it in that sentence. TC Malo Tverdo glove. It always makes it so much more complicated when you put it in a sentence. But I don't Can know I, why I can't do it. I'll give you a hint. Yeah, uh, give me a hint. And a, a friend that's been listening to the pod a lot, his name's Lachlan Mills, so shout out to him. Oh, um, one of one of the three listeners. He's, yeah, the he's other massive, two be me and Carmen. Massive friend of the pod. He mentioned to me today, um, and he means it in, in good love. Um, if that's a term, but he, he's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. He that's didn't what mean... you know. That's what you say to the <laughs> checkout lady when she says, how are you? You go, good love. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, yeah. So he, he, he told me this day, he said he's been listening to the pod. Um, good man. Good man. Is he we'll a man? Good... Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, and he, um, we were talking um, just in general about you as well. And he said, um, 
Yeah, Alex does seem like he is a Tverdoglov. Uh, okay. Um, so I think that's that'll get it to me. Yeah. Handsome devil. He means it with love. Oh, you're close. Tverdoglov, <laughs> <laughs> and I nah, seem like I am one. If yeah, he can't. He doesn't know what you look like, mate. He listens to the pod. Oh, no. so he's he's saying. Um, Nah, that this isn't this isn't involved in the hint. I was just saying he can't oh. he can't know if you're handsome or not just because we're an we're an audio um, an audio mechanism, not a visual. Wait, I'm confused. Are you giving me a hint or is this just no, I'm irrelevant? Not. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. How would he know if you're handsome, mate? He doesn't know what the fuck you look like. I'm very lost now. Um, <sighs> thank you, Loughlin, for that feedback. I'll call you Lockie, mate, because you're a fan of this show. <laughs> I'm very confused what's going on. Um, uh, I don't think I've set this up well for you. Let's start again, all right? Okay, yep. He said that you seem like you could be a bit of a glove. So you, yeah. Well, it's a it's a name. Dead set uh, legend. No, no. I'll give you a closer hint. It's someone who uh, finds it hard to um, to agree with other people's opinions. Oh, fuck. and is and is is very set in their own way. Like hard-headed. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Tvrdo glav. Tvrdo means hard and glav or glava is head. He said that I'm hard-headed. He didn't say say hard-headed. He said you can tell Alex is a little bit stubborn. He's fucking wrong, isn't he? And I'm I'm making it. I'm I'm proving him right, but he's fucking wrong. (laughs) Fucking do on Lockwood. (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. We've just lost our final audience member. Our only audience member. And we have learnt for certain that Alex is a Tverdoglav. <laughs> let's, let's fucking run I'd out of this segment. I just say Lachlan's a flog in English. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> What's the next, next fucking thing? Next segment is hear that sting, baby, because it was EPL. Say, say EPL again. EPL. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me, God, mate. I will recap the results, maybe. There were some banging games this week. Um, bangers, bangers. So, absolute mash with those bangers for us, um, which we started off with... Who do we have? There was no early kickoff, which kind of sucked for us Aussies that don't want to stay up till 2am. Um, but, yeah, all the, the games kicked off at 3pm in England, so it was late here. And we started with Brentford-Luton, which Brentford won 3-1. Arsenal beat Wolves 2-1. Jammy bastards again. <laughs> Burnley beat fellow relegation rivals Sheffield United 5-0, yeah. which is an absolute pacing. So, good on Burnley. 
Everton back to winning ways this week after a miserly week last week against the Red Devils. <laughs> and they beat Notts Forest 1-0. Um, Chelsea beat Brighton 3-2, which was this morning. Um, Liverpool Bright. beat Fulham 4-3. Oh, the, the boys. The fucking lads. Um, West Ham drew with Palace 1-0. Palace only ever draw with people, it seems. Mm. Bournemouth got a good point. Drew with Villa 2 all. Yeah, that's a great uh, point. And another good point was Angie's back to his his best. Tottenham drew with City three all, which there was just goals galore overnight. Um, but yeah, mm. going back to that Liverpool game, oh right. uh, Newcastle got a win as well, which we didn't mention. They won one 0 against the team, and uh, Liverpool <laughs> in that game, the goals were absolutely unreal. Um, you're obviously a huge Liverpool fan. I know you'd have got up early to watch it. So what do you think? Which was your best goal? <laughs> Uh, did not watch the game, unfortunately, but I saw the mini-match highlights. Mate, what bangers. <laughs> Absolute bangers. Goal fest as well, seven Goal goals. Goal fest, seven goals. To be fair, Fulham's were all shit goals. That's what yeah, you get. Yeah, they weren't great, were they? That's what you get when your reserve keeper comes in. Um, yeah. Just yeah, there. Was it Kelleher? Kelleher in just goal. let in some pretty piss-poor goals by Fulham. But on the other end, yeah, wow. I've, it's rare, it's rare you see that many goals in a game and that many goals by a team, but it's even rarer that all of them are genuine, like, crackers. Yeah, that was, they were elite. Uh, Like, I was watching the highlights and I was like, oh, that was a nice goal. And each one, I think, was better than the other. Although, apart from Trent's last one was probably the worst of the bunch. Worst of the bunch, but critical goal to oh, win. But, but still a very good goal in itself yeah. as well. Like not even a bad strike. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, Trent... We'll start off with the first one. Trent hit a free kick from a long range out oh, and like a really yeah. weird angle. But the thing that I didn't like is they, they classified that as an own goal. They gave it the goal... Yeah, they gave the goal to Leno, the keeper. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They did. Hey. So... It hit the side um, post, the the right post, and rebounded off um, Leno's back or head, and then went in the goal. Well, oh, fuck yeah! Surely okay. you have to give that to the player, though, right? Uh, I guess not, though. If it would have hit the post, and if Leno wasn't there, it bounced out. Yeah, is that what happened? Yeah, I just feel like still, if it's a free kick like that, you got to pay it to to Alexander Arnold. Oh, but anyway, I didn't see that. I yeah. I just thought it went straight in. That was a Shit free kick then. Fucking hell. <laughs> nah, absolute weldy. And then you had um McAllister where oh. he got he got played the ball. He was l- at least 45, 50 yards out. Got absolute played the ball. Absolute ping, wasn't it? Bounced a couple times. You could just see he was shaping to hit it. Hit it on the half volley. Oh, the way it just dipped and moved into the top right corner. That oh, was not bad for a cross, was it? <laughs> nah, unbelievable shot. And then you got Watara Endo coming off the bench, and I think it was like one of his first touches. Salah laid it back to him outside the box, and just outside of uh, inside of his right foot, just finessed it top right bins. Like yeah. it was just oh, like just such skill and poise at that time of the game. And then um, yeah, yeah at the end, serious jam, wasn't there? And all those nah, unbelievably <laughs> world class. And then yeah, Alexander Arnold inside the box sort of like shifted his body the other way to finish it in the bottom corner and in the, what, 89th minute or something to win the game was just, yeah. Yeah, yeah cause you, you went 3-2 down. With, went 3-2 down. 10 minutes left Yeah, 
yeah, and Endo came on and he scored that goal, and then yeah, uh, Trent Arnold. Yeah, Trent the, again. He's in some real good form at the minute. He scored a form. big goal last week against City, and then this week scores one, but probably should have been two. Yeah, um, nah, with the free kick. In very good attacking form, definitely. Yeah. Top draw. Um, so, yeah, good on them. Go and watch the highlights for that game if you want to watch some decent goals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you can see Liverpool score some. But um, the one other thing I want to talk about, <laughs> there was, um, well, well, we just spoke about Liverpool goals, but the City game again was this morning, and that mm-hmm. was a three-all thriller. Um, and backing it up and, yeah, getting back to putting some points on the board, they drew three-all with City. And there was a point at the end of the game where I believe it was three all at the time. And I think Hallen might have been fouled. Yeah. Someone was fouled on the wing, but he'd already played the ball through to um, Grealish, who was running on. Sort of probably looked like he was going to be running through on goal. A couple of defenders a few yards behind him. Mm. But looked like he was probably going to be set up for a yeah run through to goal. And the ref didn't play advantage and called it back for a free kick. So the City players were raging, absolutely raging. And this is the hard thing with advantage because I feel for the refs because sometimes it's like they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. But like that, it looks bad, obviously. You look back at that and you think, what's he playing at? But he's made a split-second decision and it's, yeah, obviously gone wrong in in this one. But did you see that? Yeah, I did. And look... As a Liverpool fan, um, I I loved it because if they (laughs) scored, then they stay second and you'll go through the ladder soon. But we've crept up to second above Man City because of it. Um, But yeah, it is criminal. Mm. Advantage is such an important thing to have in the games, in most sports, but especially in soccer, like with those quick quick counter-attacks and stuff, which they were on. Oh, it, it was just like it was a poor decision by the ref and like you said it's it is hard for them to make those decisions in the moment but i think that was there was clear advantage and that needs to be paid yeah it's it's tough um because yeah it's really stopped city from having a real good counter attack there um which i mean Grealish isn't the quickest so he may have been caught by the next defender mm. coming through but again you never know and in hindsight yeah. it looks like a quite a big mistake a costly mistake at that stage of the game but yeah yeah um so yeah that was a bit of controversy in that one the other thing i wanted to discuss was harry Maguire. he's oh you would say overcome adversity he was everyone was tipped to for him to leave united um he's vowed to stay lost the captaincy over the summer i'm obviously been, a united fan been a massive meme for the last three years Absolutely, there's politicians in in Africa fucking taking the piss out of him, um, in Parliament and all this. Like literally, just the laughing stock of the league. Mm. Um, and it always performed for England, which I know international football is a way different story. But I I couldn't help but feel bad for him because I've never thought he's a bad player. I think he's no. he can be a liability in some defences, but he's a solid player and he's copped a lot of criticism, which he probably wrongly didn't deserve um so i just wanted to shout him out because he's been back in the united team and he's just been really consistent uh he's not setting the world alight. we're still pretty average but he has been yeah overcome it and really back to to his arguably his best form which um yeah shout out to him because it's not easy when the whole fucking world's on your back and 
you're just sat there sort of bemoaning everything but good on him um, yeah. and I want to see him keep that form up for us and for England so yeah shout out to Harry I know he's a big fan um, <laughs> Harry but, Kane yeah Harry Kane <laughs> um, but yeah um, I don't think you'll have much to say about Maguire but oh, no, nah. Man U fan speaking oh I do and I'm glad you brought that up um, as a Liverpool fan it's always nice to see Man U doing poor in any aspect if that's the team or a player but to be fair I feel like a lot of um Maguire's criticism has has, has been undue um yeah. undue unduly is that the word unjust unjust there we go um <laughs> that's that, for, fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> um, undue it's Stuart's cousin uh yeah I don't know why that came out anyway um <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it has been unjust. And um, I don't think he is a bad player at all. I think he is very prone to calamity. He makes very big errors and mm. does some Cost, like, Costly errors at times, Yeah, costly errors where he just does stuff and you're like, why did he even try that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, we're all allowed to make mistakes. And I just, I don't get the whole, like, group mentality of, like, just really having a crack at someone in like a public domain like when they've made a mistake like it's just shit and i've i feel like that has been severely detrimental to his mental health and absolutely fair play for him to to you know ignore that and in like i said it's in the public eye and to overcome that and and perform again because you could tell it it affected him he went through a big slump of form so yeah I don't care if he's a Man United player. It's good to see anyone overcome that. So, yeah, good on you, Harry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully that form continues. Um, but, yeah, in the Premier League this week, there's uh, that sort of wraps up what we were talking about this week. But midweek games, um, so I think the highlight is Man U play Chelsea with two of the bigger teams meeting. Villa play City, which, yeah, that's also two of the bigger teams. And I'll quickly recap the table. You sort of touched on it earlier, but... Arsenal are back top on 33, followed by Liverpool in second, 31, City third, 30, Villa fourth, 29. So City, Villa is third v fourth. Um, Yeah, right. Tottenham's still hanging around 27 in fifth spot, and we won't do any lower than that. (laughs) (laughs) Sheffield United rock bottom after their big loss to uh, Burnley, and Burnley are in the next spot above them on seven. Everton also on seven after their points deduction and they're in 18th spot. Luton on nine, just outside the relegation zone. So still, as always, all to play for and we'll be back next week to talk some more EPL. Cool. Let's, uh, Let's get into the next segment. What did you watch fuck all yeah you 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 haven't watched much (laughs) i've watched my fucking laptop screen for the last week so Um, have you had a bunch of assignments to do yeah just a lot of assignments a lot of uh written assessments and things like that so is this like poor time management on your part did you leave it all too late or is it just too much at once bit of both bit of both it's definitely some things that i um Probably should have put more effort into uh, earlier on in the semester, but 
it's just that time of year where you get so many assignments and stuff due and it just inevitably piles on itself so yeah yeah fair um well what did you watch and i'm asking that question to myself then <laughs> and i watched air which is on amazon prime which uh you know i'm a multi-platform stream is that kind is of that guy. that one about the dog that plays basketball yeah air buddy um, oh, that's, that's, air that's buddy. pretty good <laughs> is it air buddy or air bud i don't know air bud yeah that's right Either oh way. no, you're talking about the the shoe one, the Michael Jordan shoe. Right? I am, mate. You are on the fucking ball, aren't you? I did it. I watched it, and it was. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very interesting. Um, I liked how they didn't make Michael Jordan the focal point of the movie. Yeah. Um, because it would have been easy to make this sort of just another Jordan thing, but they didn't. They focused on, I guess, the business elements and this one particular guy at, at Nike. Um, so what is it about first? I was going to say, yeah I'll, yeah, I'll get into that, mate. Thanks for asking me. Um, it's about like Nike as a business. Obviously, there are or Nike or Nike in a lot of places in the world. Or Nike, yeah. yeah. Some people call it Nike wrongly, um, but that's just me being hard-headed. Uh, so <laughs> it's, it's about Nike, and it's there. I think it's in the eighties, about eighty-four. I think it's set. Their sort of focus point is running shoes that's their main seller at the time basketball shoes were were more aligned with other brands um converse were big in the basketball game adidas were also big in the basketball game and, and nike, N- nike no not at that time uh-huh. nike, nike was sort of third or fourth tier and they sort of thought it was a dying art so they they're almost like it seemed like the um, CEO was trying to get out of the basketball business, but they had this big basketball head guy who's um, just Damon. a ma- massive fan, yeah, massive fan of the um, the sport, and was a real noob like exercise. Uh, what am I talking about? Not noob. What do you call like a expert? An expert. I he was a real expert <laughs> of the game of basketball. And he, like, basically, he was like, we need to get this Michael Jordan guy. He needs to, like, he was coming out of college. We need to get him onto, like, our roster as a brand ambassador. Um, and that's it. And the rest is history. And obviously, some of you may know the story, but it was very fascinating to watch. Um, and I would recommend it. So go and give Air a watch if you haven't seen it. Absolute superstar cast of actors as well. Hey, you got Matt Damon, Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck, Jason yep. uh, Bateman. Yep, I can't remember the others. I'm more um, of a faces guy than. Oh, names. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker's in it as well. Chris Tucker, don't from know. Rush Hour. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. He's in it. That's, yes. that's not Jackie Chan, is it? No, it's not. It's <laughs> Chris Tucker. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. That was a great movie, and go and give it a watch. Um, and hopefully, Carmen's watch one for next week. Yeah, for sure, I will. Let's get into um, what's the what's the next one? AFL. AFL. W. W. It doesn't get any better than that, champion. I'll tell you what. Get a big dog up, your Collingwood. You fucking deserve it. Yes, um, and shout out, this is what we'll do first, I'm excited for them. Brisbane, they did what neither the men's AFL team <laughs> or the NRL team in uh, the Broncos could do this season. They won a grand final, so unreal. Unreal, 
great for that. Yeah, great for the, the club, the Fitzroy Lions. Um, it's it's not the result I wanted, though, to be fair. I really wanted Kangaroos to win. Yeah, thank you for this unbiased opinion and joining us for our sharing our unbiased opinions, um, which we clearly don't have. But yes, I will. Uh, why did you want North to win just so you could be right? Uh, yeah, a bit of that. Yeah, because I made that call, didn't I? About that whoever, whoever won last week's semi between Crows and Kangaroos, uh, prelim between Crows and Kangaroos would win the grand final. Yeah, you're right. But no, nah, it's not because of that. I I just wanted Kangaroos to win because as a club, I just think they need they need a win. Need a double Quite literally, yeah. But they couldn't do it. Couldn't and that's, do it. that's how finals work, mate. You get one winner and one loser. You do. You do. But yeah, just the, on the game, I watched the majority of it. I was sort of flicking between that and the NBA. But the the game was really scrappy early on, especially, as you can expect from a, a contested final. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was wondering, firstly, why, why don't they play at the MCG? I know that Icon Park is... Um, they're going to fill it. And I'm sure they're worried about not filling the MCG. But... I think the girls deserve a right to play on the MCG. If that's the, the spiritual home of football and all that in this country, and that's where they do the men's, I feel like the women should get to play there too. Yeah, I mean, if the AFL was um, a fair uh, company, then they would, but they're not. Yeah, it's a bit weird because I think the, the MCG is a bigger ground. Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, MCG, uh, I th- well, I think so. Uh, not not uh, as in the stadium, obviously the stadium. Yeah, yeah, but... I think so. I'm pretty sure MCG is like one of the biggest AFL footballing grounds in general. But um, yeah, I yeah. think it it would have opened the game out a bit. But never. Mind. Oh, I just I just think if you're gonna make a fucking women's comp, like do it right. Give them the same give them the same access as the men have. Uh, like and it's I don't know if it is, but I feel like it's based on money. It has to be. Probably, yeah, as everything always comes down to that. But yeah, you're probably right, it's probably money-based. Um, but yeah, I don't know, maybe if it was at the MCG, we'd be sitting there going, why don't they do it at a stadium where it looks full? Because there is a, an element of that. Um, like if it didn't sell out at the MCG, uh, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, but why can't we all just like understand that it's a growing game and be accepting of that? And just be like, it would be fucking cool for them to play on the traditional home. Yeah, like I it's agree. just, it's just, it's silly. Anyway, talk but us, yeah. talk us through the game. Super scrappy, super tight contest. Um, Jenna Bruton got injured early for the Kangas, and Ooh. I think she's a bit of a midfield specialist for them. Yeah. Um, I'm not an expert by any means, but I think we've looked at her stats, and she's clearly quite a, a good ball winner. She can play the game. Um, Brisbane pointless in the first quarter. North went in six to zero. Um, so right. yeah, very close um, contest. Same story in the second. Really, Brisbane worked their way into it, but looked like a real arm wrestle. Um, and I think it went in. I can't remember what the scores um, going into halftime, but it kind of the second and third. Brisbane did start to come out. I don't know and start being a bit more competitive and probably got their noses out in front um but yeah kate Shearlaw kicked a lovely goal from a tight angle she's a north forward um to get mm-hmm. north a point ahead with three minutes left in the third um so it's yeah again super close and then going into the fourth they north ended up getting another one just before 
quarter time and it was 27 to 20 going into the last quarter of that game and then Brisbane just kind of stole the show it was real close and then uh, Dakota Davidson the Brisbane forward kicked two massive goals in the last to get Brisbane ahead and really just steal the show she was a beast up there like yeah uh, really good full forward she grabbed a couple of really solid marks and um yeah buried them so good on Dakota Davidson which is a good name as well and then Ellie Hampson scored with three minutes left to make it 38 27 and that really felt like the dagger at that stage of the game before Brianna Conan snagged with 52 seconds left to bring it home for Brisbane and make it 24-27 and seal the game for the Lions. So um, Yeah, turn turn into a pretty comfortable win. Good on the Brisbane Lions and they will play that French national anthem of a song <laughs> until the start of next year. Who um who won the MVP for the for the day, do you know? I am not sure. I didn't <laughs> didn't stay for the awards. Um like I said, I'm a team sport guy and I saw what all I needed to see. Um but, yeah, I could look that up, but I don't even know where to find it. <laughs> if if you weren't a team sport guy, cared about individual uh, accolades, uh, who did win it? I, I don't know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to fucking buy some time here for you so you can find it. I, I uh, just, just <laughs> cut all this out. <laughs> Play him out, it? Johnny. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Conan's heroics rewarded with best on ground medal. So it was Conan, um, who I did mention. I think she got the last goal of the game. So good on her. Was it Brianna? Yeah, Brianna Conan uh, stole the show and got best on ground. We got there. Beautiful. So yeah, that's that's kind of it for AFL for a while. Is that season eight or season seven? Again, you're asking questions. <laughs> I have no idea about. It. I ain't looking up anymore. Yeah, we're not gonna wait for you to look that one up. Um, but yeah, no, I um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay. The, take, <laughs> the takeaway is Brisbane did what all the other Brisbane teams couldn't do. So that's that's your headline. Yeah. No, awesome. I'm looking forward to uh to the next season of AFLW, and definitely, I think we'll be more prepared for that one and and have more knowledge and get stuck right into it next year right absolutely yeah um but party hard brisbane you've earned it you all right let's um let's transition into the into the next one alex what we got here we've got isaac to the rankings it's ranking time hell yeah and now, you were busy, weren't you, mate? You were very busy. So I've had to come up with another epic segment of Isaac Rankins. Go. Can't wait for this one, mate. And, and just t- tell them what I've got, mate. Well, first, before you get into it, I just want to let people know, in case you were wondering, you might have noticed we've skipped our song of the week. Um, this week, our Isaac Rankins actually incorporates music. So we're going to add um, the songs from this rankings into our... Um, playlist and they'll yeah, serve as our songs of the week so whatever um, our number one is that will be our song of the week yeah 100 percent. to clarify that just to clarify um which means which which gets into what our topic is um did you say you wanted me to let them know or you want to let them know you asked me mate 
All right, well, your last one was fucking microwave foods. Um, no, it wasn't. The last one was. I know. Smells yeah, last you week. did the smells. Sorry, I that was actually good. So I just assumed I came up with that. Um, what? Yeah, what have you got for us this week, mate? Um, I have got another jam-packed segment, <laughs> and it is is we're well into December now, fourth of December when we record this, and it'll come you out. You and your. Fu- the... I don't. Th- sorry, I don't think you understand what well into means. Well, we're well into December, aren't we? No, we are not well into it, though. We're just into it. We're four days into it. Well into something. We are just well into (laughs) December at this stage. And by now, there's probably a few of our listeners who are already sick of Christmas songs. And that's why we are ranking our favourite Christmas songs. Oh, God. So we're well into this segment by now. I fucking hate Christmas carols. <laughs> Christmas carols? <laughs> well, that's what they're called, aren't they? I don't know. It's Christmas song and Christmas carol. I feel like that's people coming to your house and singing Silent Night. That's Christmas carolers who sing the Christmas carols. Well, what? explain to me what the parameters are here because when you first explained it to me, I thought we were talking about like your jingle bells and those sort of songs. Are we talking about them yeah yeah, you can have them but you can also have the more commercial songs that you're likely to hear as you're doing your christmas shopping yeah right well i'm gonna try my hardest to really like push the parameters as far as possible yeah so you kick us off then what's your number five why we don't top five or top three (laughs) (laughs) i've written five i actually found this really hard once i started looking i was like oh that's a banger I've I've only got three. I've got four honourable mentions in the top five, so I've got nine. Me, you start (laughs) us off then, mate. I'll 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 come in at three. I've got number five. A bit of a funky number. Wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney to you. It goes simply having a wonderful Christmas time. You know cool. that one? Nah, but um, yeah. Is that copyrighted? Can we do that? Yeah, man, you can sing songs. Because I sure. probably sound just like old Sir Paul there. I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident Paul McCartney's not fucking worried about you taking away his royalties with that performance, mate. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> not worried about you. What's your <laughs> number five, mate? I don't have a five. So right. what's your number well, four? Well, you join us by three then, mate. Oh, yeah, I said that. Uh, number four, I've got... Now, this is a kind of controversial one. It is Stay Another Day by East 17, who are an English boy band. <laughs> and I don't know why you're laughing, mate, because this is not funny. It's... This sounds awful now. It's actually about his brother's suicide. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> you should have fucking seen it coming, shouldn't you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hell. No, I'm this sorry. is so insensitive. Honestly, yeah, I apologise. I'm, sorry. I'm um, sorry for your loss, E79. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so. It's undue. <laughs> Stay Another Day by E17 is a melancholic banger of a Christmas song. Um, nice. And it's one of those kind of like die-hard, it's the die-hard of Christmas songs, because I don't even think it's really a Christmas song, but it 
gets that, played a lot fuck, around that's Christmas. That's fucked up. You're telling me for laughing at suicide and you just called it, you said it's like Die Hard. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just. Come on. It's We're getting, getting close worse. to having to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> just cut this whole week's episode. Fuck me. It's done. Um, no, but, but that 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 does sound controversial for you to have that as a Christmas song. Do they actually play that often on Christmas time? Yeah, no, that's um, a big one, and it's a great song. It is a great track, um, but yeah, it has uh, a dark meaning, I guess, which is is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, shout out to E17 and Stay Another Day because that's a top track. Cool, but it's number four. Nice. What's your number three, mate? You can join us now. Cool. Um, all right, um, yeah, so I'm really pushing it with the parameters here, but I think this one is known as a very iconic Christmas song, especially an Aussie Christmas song. So I don't think I have too many people arguing with this one. It's How to Make Gravy by Paul Kelly. Oh, yeah, cult classic. Cult classic, so yeah, you can't go wrong with that one. I've got that. Number three, it's, uh, it's a song that I don't mind hearing this time of year. Okay, yeah, so you've started off with a non-traditional one. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my number three is the opposite of that, because this one's very traditional. It is I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day by Wizard with two Zs. Nice one. Do you know that one? No. I'm not going <laughs> to sing it, because I'm going to get us in trouble here with my beautiful harmonies. Um, <laughs> nah, you have to, because I don't know how it goes. If you sing it, I might not. The clues in the name, mate. Just think of someone singing, I wish it could be Christmas every day. Oh, okay. Yeah, done. Thanks, mate. All good. Uh, what's <laughs> your number two? Uh, my number two is a, is, is a very, very good song. One of my favourite songs of all time by an artist commonly referred to as John Mayer. Now, Ooh. the song is called St. Patrick's Day, which is, which is a holiday completely different to christmas but he does say the word christmas in the song oh you, so you cling into that by the thread, i am clinging to that the song is about um being with someone and you want to end the relationship but you it, it's always a poor time when it comes around to holiday season because you want to stay together for that person and he talks about not wanting to be alone on christmas time so um, that's what I attached it to the Christmas meaning here. Um, it's a great song, so I'm happy to stick that as number two. So that's your number two, St. Patrick's two. Day. St. Patrick's Day. Very nice, mate. Um, and um, is, is Santa St. Patrick? No, he's not. No, he's St. Nick. He's St. <laughs> Nick, St. Harry Kane. <laughs> um, um. <laughs> so my number two, moving swiftly on from that, is Last Christmas by Wham, which... The sign of a good Christmas song is you could probably hear it year round and you wouldn't get too mad. And I think Wham with Last Christmas is that sort of track. It's a how's that true go? Banger. Is that is that Wake Me Up Before Last Christmas? Yeah, that that's the one. That's yeah. a, you obviously a big fan. Is that your number one? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> nah, sorry, I hijacked that for you. Go on, mate. Um, but R.I.P. George Michael. But thank you for immortalising yourself with this epic banger that we get to hear multiple times so throughout that the your, Christmas period. Was that, that your was, number one? That was number two. Oh, your number two. All Big right. math. All right, so I'll go on to my honourable mention. 
Oh, I don't think you have any because you couldn't do five. Nah, I do. I've got an honourable mention. What is it? Do you, do you know the movie Elf? Yeah. I think I mentioned it on last week's app. It's my favourite Christmas movie. I do love Elf with yeah. passion. You know the song that they sing? Or like when um, Zoe Deschanel's character's in the shower and he's like in the bathroom and he hears her sing and then he starts singing with her. He does like a duet with her. I don't know it that well. Baby, it's cold oh, outside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's that's my honourable mention. It's I think it is technically a Christmas song and um I really fire. can I stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Does he do um, it like a duet with her? Does he yeah. do the members? And then the, remember, because he sings it and then she gets hell scared and she's like, What are you doing in here? I'm no, it's in the girl's bathroom. The thing about that song is when you listen to the lyrics, it's got a real rapey feel to it it does it's about someone not getting a hint that yeah. the girl wants them to leave and he's yeah. like no it's cold outside stay yes no definitely yeah but um yeah look uh, <laughs> we're getting dark glad, here. glad to hear that's your number one mate <laughs> we're getting it's my honorable mention by the way oh, but we're getting oh, getting dark here with th- themes of stalking and fucking suicide very christmasy <laughs> <laughs> yeah is the re- this is the reality of Christmas for some people, unfortunately. So we're just hitting, we're hard hitting journalists. Um, Lead us into number one, mate. What is it? Well, I've you got quite... four honourable mentions to get through. Alright, all right, get through them real quick. First of all, Felice Navidad. <laughs> Absolutely, that's actually a banger. Felice Navidad. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, one. love that. That just gets you feeling festive. And craving tacos. Um, the other one, what have I got? Oh, Santa Claus is coming to town by Jackson Five. Yeah, no. Nah. You hear a mini Michael at Christmas time, and he just gets you, uh, sucks you in for Christmas time. And the, me other honourable mention, driving home for Christmas. Yeah, don't know that it's one. Lovely little jazzy number. Nice. Um, and you, you'll notice. Well, you won't know it's because I haven't done my number one yet, but it's not All I Want For Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey because that is fucking annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, because they play it fucking non-stop. 12 times a day leading up to Christmas. Yeah. Non-stop. But my number one is Fairy Tale of New York by The Pogues and Kirsty McCall, I think her name is. Is that an English man? Good question. Not sure. There's definitely some Irish. Or they're Irish, yeah, Yeah. Irish English, yeah. And and this is a great chat. Again, I mentioned it with Wham. It's how much you could listen to this at other times of year. I could put this on any time of year and enjoy it. Um, And shout out to Shane McGowan because he just died. He's the the male singer in this song. So think of him when you're sipping your brandy and eating your Christmas pud. Um, Old Shane McGowan will raise a glass for him. And the Pogues with Fairy Tale of nice. New York, which is my number one. And your song of the week, yeah? And my song of the week or the month. Beautiful. You could say. <clears throat> cool. Nice. Good stuff. Your number man. one, mate. My number one is by a band that we have already put in the song of the week playlist. One of my favorite bands. Blink. And it is Blink182. And the song is called... Fox and Dave. No, oh, <laughs> no. I thought you were going to no, be controversial no, no. again. No, no, no. This one's even more controversial. This is like a real 
like I don't know if you've listened to many of their albums, but on all their albums, they've got like real short, just dumb, crude parody type songs. Yeah. And this this one's off the album "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," and it's called "Happy Holidays, You Bastard." And the song starts. It goes, it's Christmas Eve and I've only wrapped two fucking presents. Christmas Eve and I've only wrapped two fucking presents. And I hate, hate, hate your guts. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's my number one. Nice. No, that is a good one. Yeah, just um, pretty much my my, um, uh, feeling for Christmas wrapped up in a song. Well, on that note. That brings us to the end of the show, guys. And I, I don't want to leave you with any more mindfulness or breathing. Um, but I will leave you with this. Let's think of Carmen this week as we listen to this podcast and think of how much he's been going through with his school. Mm-hmm. And let's send some some thoughts and prayers to him as he rests next week um, and listens to his favourite Christmas numbers. Yeah, and please like our podcast give it a review one review equals one prayer yes me. yes how do you review it uh you just get five stars on the old uh, spotify oh can you do that yeah there you go then well you heard it here first folks you can review podcasts on spotify go ahead and do that for this one looking forward to being back next week and taking over again um because yeah Nah, nah, you did well today, mate. Well done. Thanks, mate. Got your seal of approval. Yeah, of course. It would have been undue if you didn't give me that. <laughs> You're gonna fucking hold me to that, aren't you? Have a great week, everyone. And mainly you, Carmen. Enjoy it. Thanks. Thanks, mate.